0: to this series, which is very inspiring and very, uh, I think it's a great honor to to be in it. Uh, My my topic will resonate uh, a lot with with previous talks, especially the talks of Stephen Ritterstein, of Pablo Benito and uh, Paolo Rizzi, in a way. We will see a lot of things that have been already discussed by them uh, from the the perspective of, uh, of perplexity. So uh, we will talk about the notion, the very notion of uh, of perplexity of hayra in Ibn Arabi, its centrality, uh, which is the the topic of my uh, PhD uh, research, and w- I will share with you some of the findings uh, in regarding metaphysics, ontology, and epistemology, uh, and uh, more precisely what is related to the the notions of uh, relation, uh, nisba, and and subut, and so it's like it's my, my PhD research work in progress, even if it's already the, the end of my, of my research, but I, I, w- I will be very happy to have your, your feedbacks and, and comments uh, on this. So let's start right uh, in Heira and in the, the, the importance of the notion in Ibn Arabi, I will try to, to be uh, as fast as I can in this, because I think that most of you are uh, already acquainted uh, w- with that notion. Uh, but to to have a few uh, yeah uh, to few reminders, uh, for example, the, the the third uh in the the prolegomen of the the begins by alhamdulillah al so glory uh, to to God, the one who who makes the the intellects perplexed, and somewhere else we, we can find very straightforward affirmations, like the the most perfect one is the one whose perplexity is the more immense. So, basically, what I try to, to show in, in my PhD research, is that hayra uh, is not just a, a vague notion for Ibn Arabi, it's not only uh, a notion that uh, w- would point to a limit of knowledge or something, but it's a precise uh, epistemological, even uh, metaphysical and cosmological notion. He talks clearly about, about ilm al-Hira, we will, we will see this further on, and also of maqam al-Hira, which are the two uh, which, which are the two sides of, of the same approach. And he, the notion of, of Hira, uh, at least only in the Futuhad, but also in the Fusus al-Hikam and a lot of treatises, uh, it, it has uh, multiple implications in Quranic hermeneutics, uh, also about the internal camel, who is described as wearing the, the mental... Uh, of Hera uh, and being um, being precisely uh, uh, yeah, be- beginning um, as uh, as in St. Kamil, as the Caliph, when God puts uh, on his shoulders the mantle of, of Hera. It has even cosmological uh, implication with the notion of Hijab al-Izza or Falak al-Atlas, but we will not uh, talk about this here. Uh, just to summarize it, as he states it in the Futuhat, Uh, The knowledge of God is perplexity, and the knowledge of creation is perplexity. So we have perplexity all around. Uh, So just a quick reminder of the notion of Hera before Ibn Arabi, because I think it's it's, uh, important to to point because he clearly um, uh, dialogues with with, with those notions. So in in the the Qur'an, it is a hapax, uh, which is clearly uh, negative uh, in, in that verse, uh, describing those who are deluded by the, by the demons on earth and are, are made perplexed by the demons, um, that very negative notion of confusion actually comes uh, from the, the the very definition of the of the word, uh, which is interestingly enough is um, Related to the the, the fact of uh, uh, mixing different liquids in a in a vessel, uh, the hair is a, a vessel in which we you, you mix liquids and then you cannot distinguish be, between the the, the liquids uh, so this idea of confusion um, is is really much uh, used by the Mu'tazila uh, against the the of the anthropomorphist uh, thesis also by by the philosophers, uh, uh, confusion, so Hayra as opposed to clear reasoning. And the, the most uh, uh, the, the most famous example is uh, Maimonides' famous book, Kitab al-dalalat al Ha'irin, so the guide of the perplexed. But we have a more neutral use, for example, in the Ikhwan uh, al safa where Hayra points to the bewilderment caused by the complexity of the world, like a... Com- Contemplation of the the, the the inner complexity of, of creation, and then uh, in early Sufi sources, a clear use of Hayra as the spiritual knowledge uh, by excellence, the, the immediate uh, intuition of the of the gnostic, and you find this in in a lot of early Sufi sources. I actually I find it more and more as as I read uh, early. Sufi sources in Tustari, in Junaid, Sarraj, Kalabadi, but recently I also uh, found that in the uh, Kitab uh, Awari'f al Ma'arif of uh, Omar Sohravardi, the, the end of the book actually also a close on on Hera. So it's a very, um, I would not say common, but uh, uh, central notion in in, in early Sufi sources, and in, and clearly Ibn Arabi uh, draws a lot from this Sufi use of Hayra, and is um, entering in a, like a, almost a polemical dialogue uh, with with the other use of the notion. So in Ibn Arabi, in order to understand um, uh, Hayra perplexity, we need to understand uh, its correlative, uh, its correlation with with knowledge. Actually, he always quotes uh, a Hadith uh, in which the, the, the prophet uh, make a, a prayer and asks to God, my Lord, increase me in perplexity about you, Rabbi Zidni at the which is clearly an allusion uh, and kind of answer to the famous Quranic verse, my Lord, increase me in knowledge. Uh, so here we have an example in the, the, the chapter 50 of the Futahat, uh, dedicated to the, the, the people of hayra actually, the, so the 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 people of perplexity, in which Ibn Arabi says, whenever the real increases the perfected in knowledge, this knowledge increases him in perplexity. The people of perplexity are immensely more perplexed than the proponents of examination of the rational proofs, without comparison. Their perplexity, which comes from the variation of the Theophanies, is more intense than the perplexity coming from the examination of the contradictory indications about him. So here we have an uh, important uh, indication, is that uh, Hayra is clearly linked with the notion of coincidentia oppositorum, with the perspective of the reunion of the opposites. Uh, And a very uh, interesting statement of uh, of, of al-Kharaz, usually very often um, recalled by, by Ibn Arabi and other Sufis, but here there is a precision which dives us uh, directly into Hera. He says that Al-Harra said, "I knew God through His reunion of the opposites." And when uh, when he heard this from us, our companion al ikhlati said, "No, actually, He is the opposites themselves," and he was right. So now that we we saw um, the, the basics of, of uh, perplexity in Ibn Arabi, that idea of uh, Coincidence oppositorum, that idea of uh, like supra rational um, perception. Let's see how it can help us to, to apprehend uh, wujud, to apprehend being. Uh, what is very uh, important to, to start from is that in Ibn Arabi, wujud has a double meaning. It clearly inherits the, what I call the Junaidian, which is the, the Sufi. Uh, use of the term wujud, uh, which is wujud as a finding, as an experience of being, and even as a way of being, as an an, an, et- an ethic, uh, and uh, so a, a kind of spiritual epistemology, but also uh, he clearly addresses. The Kindian, Farabian, or Avicenian, the the philosophical being and all the discussions on being, being, being a substance or an accident uh, or an entity, like Ibn Arabi calls it, and which which is the ontological discourse. So wujud for Ibn Arabi has clearly an epistemological and ontological uh, aspect, Uh, and and it is summarized in, in a in a statement like this famous one, the, the real is identical to being. So we can, uh, we can say that wujud, uh, being is what there is. It's, uh, you, it's the only universal, it's the absolute existence. And here absolute as meaning indefinite and not as definite by uh, absoluteness. And we will come back to, to this very important, Uh, precision and subtlety. And And it's also what is there. So it's the wujud as particulars, as relative existence, relative here uh, as meaning relational, we'll talk about relations, which are the mental uh, universals and particulars. But what is even more important is that because of that epistemological and ontological aspect, Wujud is not only an object of knowledge, it is also the subject of knowledge. So Wujud is the objective, natural, universal, it's being, and all the rest uh, are mental, rational, universals and particulars. But Wujud is also the subjective, experiential universal, uh, universal meaning the conditions of the, findi- of the finding, and the rest is... What is found, actually, without distinction? So we see that Wujud transcends the object-subject dichotomy. Wujud is both the an object as being experienced and a subject as being experiencing. And so Wujud is uh, ultimately to be found in a dialectical movement between subject and object. Uh, and this is, of course, uh, uh, very famously symbolized in the in, in the notion of ain. Uh, the Ein being the, the entity the object that we are talking about, but it also it's also the the eye, uh observing it. And Ibn Arabi, of course, uh, plays a lot uh, with, with the ambivalence of the, of the word, as uh, Pablo Benito showed us in, in in his talk. Here is a beautiful passage from the Futuhat, in which that um, subject-object dichotomy is made, uh, made to play, I would say. I say to him, you, and he says to me, you. I say to him then, me, he says to, and he says to me, no, actually, me. Then I say to him, but how is that? And he says, just as you saw. So I say to him, but I did not see anything but the perplexity. There is no attainment from my side and no connection from yours. So he says, actually, I just connected you. Then I say, but I have nothing at my disposal. And he says, and that is what connected you. So here we, we, we see the implications of the, the subject-object dichotomy and the, the, that dialectical movement between the two uh, in order to, to grasp or to, to experience, to apprehend Wujud uh, being. And the very uh, importance of that relational uh, the, um, dialectics and the, 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 the role played by perplexity in it. So, as he states, what is real is being, and the error is perplexity in the relation. Um, and another, uh, another statement from the Fusus al-Hikam, the being of multiplicities in the names, which are the relations, and these are non-existent things. So, here we we come again at the famous uh, and ever ongoing discussion of metaphysics between and ontology between being and and non being. And we say that uh, we see here how uh, perplexity plays a role in articulating those notions, the notion of relation, uh, and that um, being in error is actually having a wrong. Apprehension of of or and comprehension of the relations. So, if we want to to summarize a bit what, what, what we just saw, we we see that we enter a, a clear circular uh, epistemologic path, uh, which is the the the, the epistemology of uh, of perplexity, the knowledge by by perplexity, as I called it, in uh, in allusion to the the famous knowledge by presence. The real wujud is one, is absolute, and absolute as transcending even the category of absoluteness. Uh, Error is the perplexity when we apprehend or or try to to understand the relations, which are the wujud as relative and and many, and being many. So actually every aspect uh, points to the other one. Being points to non-being, uh, the, the one and, and the many always uh, are always uh, in, in dialogue. What there is uh, as, as subject calls and points to the object, uh, to what is there, the conditions of experiencing being uh, points to the things experienced, and uh, il- ultimately knowledge and perplexity are, uh, are entering in a circle, and the two, the two du'as of, uh, of Ibn Arabi, of, uh, of uh, the, the prophet, uh, enters uh, uh, in, in dialogue. So, like he says, there is a perplexity from which the servant escapes, and from which he can escape, and there is a perplexity from which he cannot escape. And that is the science of perplexity, from which the one who enters it cannot ex- escape. So here we, we clearly see that uh, that dialectical uh, movement between the subject and the object does not uh, call to an end, actually. And this is what we will see clearly stated in two very interesting passages, uh, one of the Fusus hikam and one of the Futuhat, that... Uh, that uh, I think we should read together. And uh, it's uh, one has been already uh, addressed by Stephen uh, in his previous talk, uh, so I will pass on it uh, more quickly. In the, the, but I think it's very interesting to, to read uh, the, this passage coming from the, the, the face uh, of Nuh and the circular path of perplexity in order to apprehend the, the circle of being and what he, he tells us about Thubut, in the, the two passages, uh, we see that being subject is the object of knowledge, and there is an interplay between the, the, the two the two aspects. Uh, of course, it's, it's uh, it recalls us of the famous Quranic verse "La wa huwa So uh, the, 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 the the our vision does not uh, apprehend him but he's apprehending our, our vision. And let's see what, uh, what, what kind of, of interplay between the subject and object we find in those two passages. In the fast of Noah, we find something like, whoever imagines that he sees does not know, and whoever knows that he sees himself is the gnostic. That is how people are divided between knowledgeable and not knowledgeable in the, the chapter 360, we find he is the necessary without thinking, without examination, know that light perceives and we perceive by it, whereas darkness is perceived, but we do not perceive by it. So, let's see now uh, what uh, what we find in the, the, the fast uh, of no. We find a clear distinction between two epistemological uh, path, the, the, the circular path and the, the straight, or the straight path. Uh, Ibn Arabi talks about the, the Muhammadan, the, 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 perfect, the perfected one, uh, and about his reaction to, the, to, to perplexity, actually. So he says, he brought perplexity to them, meaning God, by the enumeration of the one through the aspects and the relations the, the Muhammadan says, increase me in perplexity about you. The perplexed is in the circle, and he does not escape from the circular movements around the pole. Whereas the follower of the long stretched path is bending and going out from his aim, as is seeking for that in which he already is, but is imagining his aim. There are from him a from, a towards, and whatever is between them. So we see, we, we, we see here that Mustatil for me uh, is long stretch in that it, uh, it goes away from the center and, and from the, 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 the subject uh, observing the object. The follower of the circular path, he does not have a beginning that would imply a from, nor a goal to perfect him that will imply a towards. He has the most complete existence, and he was given the comprehensive words and wisdoms. He is drawn in the seas of knowledge of God, which is perplexity. So now that we have seen that, uh, that uh, cir- circular epistemology uh, uh, in action, let's go back to, to the, the chapter uh, 360, uh, and th- th- that famous passage uh, on the circle of being, um, so uh, really brilliantly described in the talk of, of, of Stephen. Uh, but just to, to summarize, uh, we have a dot, which is wujud, which is al-haq, and that dot uh, is in relation with himself. Uh, that relation uh, make a trade between two dots, which is the mumkin, which is the possible thing, and uh, the 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 sorry, the circumference of the circle is only the, the, the limit, the horizon of, of non-being, uh, because there is nothing outside of of wujud, and there is nothing uh, outside of the traits uh, that are the that are that are uh, between the two manifestations uh, of wujud. Um, so what what is interesting here is that we we have a clear uh, description of the nature of the possible things, and so the the nature of of thubut and uh, a clear um, uh, relation to the notion of of, of hayra. So as he says, the beginning of possible things is God, and their end is God, and the whole affair returns to Him. This is what should suitably be said, as it is not him, and it is not other than him. Therefore, although being is a unique entity, it is actually made many by the entities of the possible things, so that he is the one many. The possible thing is positively, is bad. Uh, and so this is uh, one of the discussion I want to, to, to propose, is that... Um, the fixity of Thubut, I think, is, is kind of uh, uh, a wrong understanding of the term. It's more a positive affirmation uh, of something. Um, but but we, will, we will come back to this. So he says the possible thing is positively characterized by being and non being together. It is suscept- susceptible to both, just as it is also negatively characterized as non existent and non annihilated. It reunites the two in its characterization, that is, between positivity and negativity. And here, um, I think the the relation between isbat and and Thawood should be really taken uh, seriously. This definition needs to be positively affirmed, and it cannot escape it. That is why it is also characterized by perplexity between being and non-being, because it cannot be extricated from one, of the two extremities. So what is very uh, interesting here is that in the very same passage, Ibn Arabi again brings the discussion back to the subject-object dialectics. And he says about us being uh, ourselves possible things, He who knows himself in this manner knows his Lord. This is why the lawgiver turned you over to knowledge of yourself in knowledge of God. Through his words, we shall show them our signs, which are the indications, upon the horizons and in themselves. Hence, he did not leave aside anything of the cosmos, for everything of the cosmos that is extraneous from you is the horizons themselves. But here... We, uh, it's ein lafaq we we could uh, also translate is the, the the eye of the horizons the, the other eye seeing you and these are your two aspects this until it is clear to them that it is the will nothing else because there is nothing else so let's try to to summarize what we, what we have so far uh, regarding that notion of subut, regarding the, the relations, regarding wujud as one entity, uh, the, the, the multiplicity of the, of the possible things, etc. What I think we should understand is that the, the, the first relation... It's a relation of wujud to wujud. It's the relation of equality. It's wujud uh, as, as wujud. But the, the very notion of relation in itself is, it's only non-being. It's only a distinction uh, of wujud dist- distinguishing himself. So we can understand that the, the negation of indetermination uh, it's necessary to bring the first determination with the, affi- the affirmation, the positive affirmation of of being of being as what there is, and that relation uh, is, is actually nothing other than than being himself. Yeah, in the the very the short uh, descriptions uh, uh, that were uh, transcripted by Ibn Saudakin. And edited uh, by uh, Abdul baqi Miftah, Lawaqil Asrar wa Rawayh al Anwar, we have that interesting remark: "Non-being is a relative name; it means it has no being." The same with darkness, which has no light, and there is a distinction between darkness and dark. And here we, we see the same, um, the same kind of of uh, symbolism that he uses to describe uh, Thubut and and the the mumkin between darkness and, and and light so the point is that when we understand that the non-being is just the relation of being to himself then we have the second relation which are all the possibilities of differentiations uh, starting from that inner relation in wujud like ibn Rabi says in the Futuhat, absolute non-being is like a mirror for the absolute being And absolute being is also like a mirror for absolute non-being, because there is no such thing, of course, as non-being. There is only being. So the the possible, the mumkin is uh, the Barzakh, the interface between being and non-being, and this is precisely what uh, Ibn Arabi calls the relation of of Thubut. So the possible thing is, like, like Ibn Arabi says himself, the image that appears between the one who sees himself and the mirror. It is neither the one who sees himself nor something else. So, neither being nor something else, and neither non-being nor something else. We are, again, completely in the the epistemology and the knowledge by by perplexity here. So, we should understand, I think, that um, Fubut is clearly... N- not something fixed as uh, as defined by uh, not in movement, and I, I, we will come to this ju- just after because I think it will be a kind of determination uh, that is uh, that is, is not right for that uh, ontological level. In the Kitab al and Natasha al the books of uncovering the results of of the journeys, uh, we find a that very uh, important declaration of Ibn Arabi, uh, where where, uh, he states that since the principle of being is movement, there cannot be any immobility in it, because if it was immobile, it would return to its origin, which is non-existence. So the only fixity uh, is non-existence, actually. Therefore, the journey never stops in the upper or the lower worlds, and the divine realities never cease to travel going and uh, coming and going. And what is, I think, very, very uh, interesting to to, to remind uh, is that in that book, Ibn Arabi uh, recalls us uh, of three types of journey. The journey from God, and the jo- journey towards God, and the journey in God. And as we saw in the, the fast Uh, the fast of Nuh about the Mohammedan circular path uh, uh, a journey with a from and with a towards is not a perfect journey, It's not the journey of the Muhammadan. it's the journey in God uh, which is of course the most perfect journey and it is described precisely by Ibn Arabi as the journey of wandering and perplexity which has no end so now that we have seen all this uh, I, I want to finish with uh, um, the key, actually, the key to understand uh, what is the the most perfect tool uh, for uh, for bringing perplexity in uh, in our experience of being, which is, according to Ibn Arabi, uh, revelation itself, and it's the the very aim of the revelation. In the chapter uh, 177 on the, the station of, of knowledge, of ma'arifa, we have a very interesting and fascinating sec- section called the science of perfection and imperfection in being. And uh, we have a, a first declaration, which is, uh, I think, really important to to meditate. Know that the existence of imperfection in being is part of its perfection. If it were not, the perfection of being would be lacking by the absence of deficiency or imperfection in it. So after that, Ibn Arabi, I will summarize here what Ibn Arabi describes, that God is perfect in himself. Wujud, the haqq is perfect in himself, whereas every existent thing, uh, or, or possible thing, if we want, receives the perfection. So the perfection of God is whatever is suitable for him. But the perfection of, of the world, of cosmos, he says, is the presence of the human being. Whereas the perfection of human being is what he receives from, from God's revelation. So it seems clear at first, uh, at first glance, but then it becomes more, more interesting. The imperfection of the world is its perfection. Because as we, as we have just seen, uh, a perfection that does not welcome or imply imperfection is not perfect. So the manifestation of imperfection in the world, which brings perfection, is the human being. So human being perfects the world because he is himself imperfect. And the imperfection of the human being is his presence in the world. The perfection, uh, the only true perfection, the perfection of divinity, perfection of God, is uh, uh, attainable uh, by by man only for Ibn Arabi through revelation and not through intellects, and we will see why. Because, as he sees, as he says clearly, whatever the intellect sees as perfect, that is itself imperfection to God. So, for him, the rational proofs bring us half-knowledge of God, which is his incomparability, his his transcendence, whereas Revelation adds reports about God that are exactly what intellect denies by its proofs, and which is his similitude, actually, it's tashbih. So here is Ibn Arabi's description about uh, what actually does uh, the Qur'an, the revel- or the revelation in general, um, uh, to, to the human being, what, it, what it, it brings in the human experience of being. He addresses the senses and the imagination by his disengagement, to which point the rational proves. The senses listen, so the senses and the imagination are perplexed, and they say, we have nothing of him at our disposal. And he addresses the rational intellect by his similitude, to which point the senses and the imagination. The intellects listen, so the intellects are perplexed, and they say, we have nothing of him at our disposal. He surpasses the perception by the intellects, the senses, and the imagination. And he isolates himself, glory to him, in perfection by perplexity. So no one him but himself, and no one witnesses him but himself. So what is very important here is that the very nature of the, of the Quranic speech is that it affirms both Tanzi and Tashbir, and that it, it brings a, a, a particular uh, language and a particular symbolic uh, play that mix our perception in order to, to, to bring uh, the Hera to bring the perplexity. So the intellects are perplexed, and this is the divine perfection, and the human being stays in an intermediary state between perfection of perplexity and definition, and he is the perfection of the world. And here, and I will, uh, end by this. I don't know where where I, uh, am I in, in the timing, but we we have a uh, for me uh, a summary of uh, what we 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 just saw. Um, the, the, the interplay between the subject-object relation uh, to being in, and in being and the role played by, by the, the revelation as bringing a perplexity which is uh, perfecting the human uh, apprehension of, of being. Know that God is the apparent which is witnessed by the eyes and the non-apparent which is witnessed by the intellects. Just as no object of knowledge is never hidden to him, on the contrary, everything is witnessed by him. In the same manner, he is not hidden to his creatures, whether in their state of non existence or in their states of existence. On the contrary, he is witnessed by them in the character in the characteristics of appearance and non-appearance, through their discernment and their glances. However, Witnessing does not imply that one knows that he is the object if it is not through divine information. Thank you.